Welcome to Leaves That Blew Away, the serials where we retell the stories of the Bible simply, staying close to the bone and far away from any commentary or application. I am not a preacher, and these are most definitely not sermons. The Bible is neither a rule book nor a political manifesto. It defies categorization, and it resists our attempts to weaponize it to suit our own ends. At its most basic, the Bible is a collection of stories. Stories coming together to tell a larger story. The greatest story ever told. The story of God and us. Now join us as we rediscover the stories together. Today we're looking at the Gospel of Mark, chapter 14, verses 3 through 9, in the message. Jesus was at Bethany, a guest of Simon the leper. While he was eating dinner, a woman came up carrying a bottle of very expensive perfume. Opening the bottle, she poured it on his head. Some of the guests became furious among themselves. That's criminal. A sheer waste. This perfume could have been sold for well over a year's wages and handed out to the poor. They swelled up in anger, nearly bursting with indignation over her. But Jesus said, Let her alone. Why are you giving her a hard time? She has just done something wonderfully significant for me. You will have the poor with you every day for the rest of your lives. Whenever you feel like it, you can do something for them. Not so with me. She did what she could when she could. She pre-anointed my body for burial. And you can be sure that wherever in the whole world the message is preached, what she just did is going to be talked about admiringly. Mary watched him from across the table, maybe ten feet away, but she felt every inch of the distance. She wanted to be near him, at his feet, leaning her head against his knee. He was smiling, now laughing, loud and long, and yet there was a heaviness on him, a growing weight in his soul. She had felt the difference as soon as she saw him this time. The end was in sight. She couldn't know exactly. But she knew enough, and she knew her Lord. Yet there he was, breaking bread, drinking wine, enjoying one of his final meals together with the friends that had come to mean so much to him. Her brother Lazarus reclined at the table with them, eating, drinking, laughing. She still couldn't believe it. Every time she passed him, while helping Martha serve the meal, she touched his arm gently, reassuring herself he was really there. The sickness had come on him so suddenly, taking over his body and visibly weakening him by the day, almost by the hour. They had expected Jesus, their friend, the great healer, to come and touch his friend, Lazarus. But neither Jesus nor his healing had shown up for her brother, and Lazarus had slipped away from them. Mary blinked hard and brought her thoughts back to the present, the festive gathering at hand. Both her brother and her Lord were with her now, though her sense of loss remained. Somehow the grief she had felt when her brother died remained even after Jesus had raised him from the dead. She didn't understand it at the time. Joy filled her heart as Jesus' call echoed through the hills. Lazarus, come out! She knew he was alive even before he appeared, still wrapped in the linens with which they'd buried him. Part of her soul was reborn in that moment. But a heaviness remained. She had looked at her Lord's face, smiling through tears as he waited for his friend to emerge from the tomb. But there seemed to be a shadow over him. 
the tomb, the stone, the burial shroud, they all seemed to have triggered something in Jesus. The darkness around Lazarus had lifted, but darkness remained. She felt it, and somewhere deep inside, she understood why. Mary rose from the table and went to her room. The jar rested atop the dresser, her most valuable possession, worth more than a year's wages. She remembered the day her father had given it to her, how her hands had trembled when he explained how valuable it was and what it meant for her. She hesitated. The noise of the meal had followed her into this space. She knew the reactions she would receive. They wouldn't understand. She couldn't make sense of what was in her heart, but it didn't matter. She must act now. She didn't have long because he didn't have long. The darkness was closing in faster than she had ever expected. She walked back to the table, holding the bottle of perfume. The conversation and laughter continued around the table. But as she approached Jesus, he looked up at her, and he smiled at her. Tears formed in his eyes. Now the noise of eating and friendship died down as more eyes turned to her. Martha called her name, but Mary didn't hear her sister. Her decision was made. Her eyes never left her Lord. She was close to him now, the air around her heavy with anticipation. She broke the bottle's long neck against the table, and the sweet scent of flowers and herbs drifted through the room. She stood over him, holding the jar, and Jesus closed his eyes and bent his head as if in prayer. Time seemed to pause, and in that pause she turned the bottle upside down and poured the oil over her creator's head, soaking his hair, his beard, his clothes. She did what she could when she could. She moved down to his legs, still pouring out the perfume on his body. Finally, she knelt at her Savior's feet and poured all that was left in the jar onto them. Those feet would soon be pierced, but before that, they would be washed by her gift of faith. Jesus reached out and touched her, stroking her head like a father. And Mary began to weep. And as she wept, she wiped his feet, now wet with her perfume and tears, with her long, dark hair. She poured out everything she had onto Jesus. Soon, much sooner than she knew, he would hang naked from a Roman cross and pour everything he had out for her. He would spare no expense for her. And in her own small way, she did the same for him. She did what she could when she could. The smell, which had been sweet at first, had become overpowering. The murmurs began around the table, quickly swelling to anger. Even his disciples were revulsed by her reckless act of faith. Then the anger had risen to fury, and they were yelling at her, until Jesus spoke. The one who stood up for her was the only one who mattered. Soaked in perfume, Jesus smiled at Mary and reached for her. She fell into his arms, and the intimacy between the Lord and his child only fueled the onlooker's rage all the more, until Jesus silenced her critics once and for all. Leave her alone. She did what she could, when she could. Mary stepped out in faith and risked everything for her Lord. Even the disciples didn't understand, but Jesus did. What they mistook for waste, Jesus knew was worship. She did what she could, when she could, recklessly. And her story 
became part of his story, a story that would change the world. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed this story, please share it. At just under 10 minutes, they're easy to share on Instagram and Facebook and designed to be listened to without leaving those platforms. Their appeal stretches across all denominational and political differences. And please check out and subscribe to my companion Leaves the Blue Away podcast, where we meet neighbors and friends and take a deeper dive into the human stories surrounding all of us. Lastly, if you'd like to support this broadcast and enjoy a good read, check out the book Leaves the Blue Away, available on Amazon, a collection of my own personal stories. Thanks again for joining me today. See you next week. And may the God of all hope be with you and bless these story seeds in your life and the lives of everyone who